Good morning, everyone. Gadget here for another episode of Controlled Chaos. This is where I sit down with content creators, business moguls, people that are doing truly unique, powerful things in their space. And often enough, in multiple spaces and truly those that are looking to give more than they receive. In this episode, I'm sitting down with Bozy. He has created his own dream life, whether it's real estate investing, whether it's outreach and working with his community in the greater Seattle area, or whether it's music and creating content that's uplifting and meant to motivate you and challenge certain notions that you might have to ultimately become a greater, better person. Mm. You are melding three unique things to create this lifestyle for yourself that is truly like having this dream job. I can't wait to get into this discussion. Thank you. I don't want to say you flew into Toronto for this, but listen, it just feels amazing. I feel like I did though. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like it, it just it's amazing that the universe has worked out Absolutely. and you're sitting here in front of me today. Absolutely. Let's get into it. Thank you for having me. I want to start this conversation off with who you are, so I sort of mm-hmm. preface it for everyone, okay? Right. You go by Vozy in, 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 the, in the creative space. You do a ton of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you went into an engineering role, electrical engineer. That's what you've studied. Right. Um, and then you, and I, I'm summarizing this. We're going to go down the rabbit yeah, hole. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you found out that's not for you. Right. And you sort of built these three pillars on what you're about. Right. And, and that's sort of directing you mm-hmm. for your future, for your career. Mm-hmm. And this show is going to be about overcoming obstacles, staying creative working through difficult moments in your Mm -hmm. life and persevering and finding success in that and and finding success in your uh, going outside of your comfort zone so to speak right so for people that don't know you Mm -hmm. what do you do right now okay so I am a real estate entrepreneur Uh, that includes investing in real estate I am also a real estate agent I help other investors invest in real estate that is the the business aspect of what I do I am also a rap musician I create rap music and uh, you know I rap and you know put out a bunch of content on social media as well as uh, on all you know digital platforms currently working on an album that I'm about to wrap up which we'll talk about um, and another you know pillar to what I do is uh, community work right. you know, coming from you know the immigrant background and having family members you know back home like back home internationally yeah. that don't have the same privileges and luxuries I do I tend to look at that as one of my motivating aspects to uh, you know what I do in life, and um, and I think it begins with starting locally. And you right. know, being in Seattle, I, I'm involved in a lot of you know community work over right. there. Right. And uh, I feel like you know I'm currently living my life in a way where I'm uh, you know bridging the the gap between these th- three seemingly unrelated uh, you know ventures and and uh, you know kind of pillars. Yeah. And uh, you know I'm finding you know uh, happiness doing that. Yeah. And I guess the third and then the last aspect of it is my thumbness, um, which is a huge aspect of my identity that I am, um, you know, looking to expand further. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I apologize for those of you that hear the dog barking in the background, but listen, we're gonna, maybe you don't hear it. I'm going to yeah. cut it out and fix it in the audio. Oh, he, but he, the dog's just saying bars. He's bars, bars. <laughs> bars. That's what he's doing. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of prefaces it for everyone. You, yeah. you, you've created this space for yourself where mm-hmm. you have this, and I apologize if I kind of crudely summarize it, but mm-hmm. from what I see is you have this core foundation in real estate. You've mm-hmm. been able to carve out a very uh, lucrative and successful space for yourself in Seattle, mm-hmm. in this market, and, mm-hmm. you know, par- to partnering with real um, influential people in that space uh, and finding success in your own right. Mm -hmm. And that has allowed you to explore your creativity, sort of giving you, uh, I guess you could say a little bit of financial freedom to explore your creativity um, all while being true to yourself and finally like, not finally, but coming to terms with who you are in your humbleness and all that kind of stuff, right? right? So I want to start with this. Why do both? In your words, mm. why not just stick to the real estate and only do that? Because mm-hmm. people, this show really is about, and we call it controlled chaos. It's about mm-hmm. being a creative and mm-hmm. the chaos around that, mm-hmm. right? Why even go down that road? Why not just stick to one thing mm-hmm. and perfect that or master that as yeah. best you could? You know, I feel like I've always felt that as humans, we're, we're multidimensional right. beings. And we all have these different aspects that make up our personality. And to me, music has always been one of the... Uh, uh, creative outlets right. that that I always you know find my found myself doing. I'd always been writing rhymes. I'd always been rapping. Right. Uh, you know, ever since you know like lunchroom tables where we're you know freestyling with our friends. Yeah. And you know just just you know listening to like our favorite songs and finding the instrumental on it and seeing how we'd sound on things like that. So these were just things that I was doing you know very passionately. Right. Without you know without any reason I guess back then. And as I started you know uh, pursuing my um, you know career. Like, you know, prior to real estate, I was, you know, working in the corporate world at, you know, various companies like Microsoft and Accenture, et cetera. Yeah. 
and uh, you know I didn't feel fulfillment in doing that. Right. You know, just because sure I was making you know good money, yeah. but that wasn't. It didn't feel like I was myself. Yeah. And uh, you know when I when I decided to you know quit my job and you know pursue this entrepreneurial venture, to me it wasn't just about making money and starting a business. It's mm -hmm. about it's about being true to who I am as a person, mm -hmm. and that that was probably the biggest aspect of. Uh, you know why I do what I do and I think and you know like not like you know ultimately like it and, and they both kind of feed off of each other mm -hmm. in, in a way that I've discovered later right um, and yeah no, I think as human beings we're all creative and we mm -hmm. all have this ability to create mm -hmm. and I never wanted to let that go Amazing. regardless of what I do yeah you know what I mean yeah I mean for me it's always been this idea that you need as, as humans you need to have an avenue to express yourself creatively absolutely no matter what discipline you're in because right. I feel like you know, going after that left brain mm -hmm. uh, in your head, mm -hmm. it'll give you some transferable knowledge or skill right. that you can apply to whatever you're doing. So Absolutely. whenever I hear about, <clears throat> excuse me, whenever I hear about other individuals mm. in a world where maybe it's sales, maybe mm. it's engineering, maybe mm. it's business, mm -hmm. and they also have this sort of creative uh, division to their mm -hmm. overall structure, mm -hmm. it always intrigues me because it's like, oh, you get it. Whether you realize it or not, right. you sort of get it. You right. see the value in this, right. right? And, you know, what I admire is that this music, the, the music that you do, mm -hmm. it's not, maybe you call it, maybe you think of it, maybe you're humble, but yeah. it's not a hobby. Like this right. is something that you take very seriously, right. that you network with, that you practice, that you put in the work. Mm -hmm. And like you're putting in the work that someone that's like solely going after a music career would mm -hmm. do, mm -hmm. right? So what keeps you hungry enough to keep doing that? You told me why you actually yeah. explore this, this multi-dimensional aspect of being right. here, but what keeps that hunger there to mm -hmm. keep doing music? You know, it's it's just one of those things where I I, I feel like um, there is like as human beings, right? Like we, we just like once I had identified music as you know an interest of mine that I want to pursue further, it was never about oh like you know how much uh, money am I going to make from this? How many people are going to support my vision? Mm. Right? It just became about just taking that craft and getting as good as I can with right. like, get, uh, and becoming the best version right. of myself, pursuing that craft as much as possible. And you know, the more I started to you know, just pursue that craft, the more I started to see the feedback from other people and, um, and, and, you know, the opportunities that it opened up. Right. And I think, and, and, you know, I'm fortunate enough to say that, you know, toward the very beginning of the, of my music career, there was, there, there was some, you know, good positive feedback that I received that kind of motivated me to just keep that going. Right. Right. You know right. what I mean? And, and, and I'm at a point now where it's just like, well, like I'm, I'm still sticking to the foundation of, you know, I don't care what happens out of this, yeah. this is just who I am. Right. right. And once I really just locked into that mentality, it became like, yeah, whatever comes out of this are things that I deserve, but I'm not entitled right. to, to any, anything that really happens. Right. So that dichotomy between, you know, not being entitled, but feeling deserving. Yeah. It's, 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 it kind of just, you know, fuels me. And, yeah. uh, and yeah, there's, there's just some certain things that have happened in my life where, um, you know, where, so like, let me, let me take you back. Right. Yeah. So back when I first you know, quit my job and uh, decided to, uh, you know, pursue, you know, entrepreneurship. I had uh, written my mission statement, which later became uh, my life statement mm -hmm. for my business, mm -hmm. for, my, for my life, whatever, right? And that was, Vozi is a company that integrates real estate investing with culture, music, and technology to inspire positive change in the community. Right. So the biggest pillars are real estate investing. That's what I'm going to do to, you know... Like create sales and create like you know like finance. It's almost like funding. Yeah, it's, 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 it's almost like the VC sales division of your conglomerate, if absolutely, you want to call it. <laughs> absolutely. And, and the technology portion of it, you know, that's my background. You know, I majored in electrical engineering. I worked at Microsoft, Accenture, these various companies where I got to understand how technology can, um, you know, uh, make a business better. And and so that's an aspect of it that I incorporate into my, you know, whole business. The music aspect of it is a passion that I have always had, and I've always wanted to express myself authentically, and um, and 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 uh, the community aspect, right? And I think it, it just comes from you know coming from a you know a lower socioeconomic background and knowing the struggles that my family had gone through, and knowing that I still have family members that aren't that don't see the same mm -hmm. level of opportunity I do, mm -hmm. and, uh, and 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 it came with the mentality of well, how can I help in a local sense? There are people in my own city that don't have you know, some of the privileges that yeah. I currently do. Yeah. And, and, you know, it was really just bridging all of this, like just really just kind of deciding, all right, you know what, this is how I'm going to define my life around, right. life on, and then moving forward with it. And when I first kind of began my, uh, 
began this transformation towards like who I want to be as a person. Yeah. There was this, there was a lot of insecurity I felt on, man, how am I going to be like a real estate person and have someone trust me on how to sell their house right. and, and, and still be rapping and doing things because these things don't seem to go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, toward the beginning, that was, that was a huge insecurity that, you know, I felt. And there was a very, very pivotal moment. And it's interesting you say that, and sorry to interject, but it's yeah. almost like, how do I get to be my true self right. and still exist in this space that isn't always welcoming to people that are truly themselves? Right. No, it's, it's, um, like, it's, just, it's just one of those things where now I legitimately feel that because we're living in this like, hyper-connected world, there are subcultures that exist for everything, right? And I think if you're able to create a conglomerate of these subcultures, there are people that resonate with that conglomerate. Right, and I think right. that in itself is a market that you can tap into. Right. right? And that's kind of how I feel about it. So like, there was a very pivotal moment that had happened you know, in, my, in, in this post-mission you know, like statement career yeah. that made me realize, oh, you know what, maybe I can do both. And this happened when I had, you know, last year at some point, like in the beginning of 2018, I put up a house for sale on Instagram. It was like a video that I had done. Yeah. Right. And uh, then, and then like a couple days later, I had put up a like just like an Instagram freestyle rap thing. Yeah. And I had put the hashtag under it, Seattle rapper. Yeah. Right. And what it ended up happening was some guy from Seattle clicked on the Seattle rapper hashtag. Yeah. Came to my video, you know, liked liked what he saw, you know, double tapped it went to my profile yeah. and then he, and then you know he he sent me a message saying hey man dope dope rap like you know you're doing good like, yeah. you know, I, I love what i'm hearing and i'm just like thanks brother i appreciate yeah. it and the next message he sent was yeah really cool by the way i see that you have this house listed in tacoma which is an area in my city wow um and uh you know i'm currently looking and this seems like something i might be interested in yeah you also appear to be a real estate broker can i talk to you about that no way and i was like yeah absolutely and uh you know long story short that guy ended up buying that house wow so to me, all of a sudden, I'm like, damn, like, like look at how I sourced this yeah. client yeah. Uh, to buy, you know, a property yeah. like that I had listed. Yeah. And at that so point, leverage I, technology, your personal passion and then tie it and like by coincidence, tie it. Not why well, I don't want to say coincidence. Actually, I take that back. Yeah. Um, but to, to, to tie it to not giving up uh, the real estate aspect of it, like right. being be true to that. Yeah. What a unique story. Right. And, and, and also a powerful one. Right. And, and to me, I just realized at that point, I'm like, wait a second. There are people that like hip hop that want to buy houses. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's such a silly thing it's, to it's, say, it, right? I know. Yeah. It's super silly. Yeah. But it's like. Where it's just like, wait a minute. There, like people listen to hip hop. It's the number one genre in the world. Yeah. So there's going to be people that like listen to that music, enjoy that music, and then happen to need to buy a house. Right. And then like for them, it's actually mm -hmm. a pretty, it's almost like a differentiator where it's like. Whoa, like you're so confident and authentic with yourself mm -hmm. to express yourself this way that I feel like I can trust you I as trust a salesperson. You exactly. Exactly. And, and I think that's when I realized wow. that like it was like at that point, you know, I hadn't put out a, I hadn't put out any like I didn't put a single out. Yeah. I didn't have any music on, you know, like SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music, none of that. Yeah. All I had was my Instagram freestyles. And and then it's like like technically speaking, I made money as a rapper. Yeah. And I'm thinking about this and I'm not saying this just because we know each other. Yeah. It's one of these things where it's like, if I had seen you uh -huh. and I was looking for a house and yeah. I saw the story, I would be more inclined mm. to listen to you. I'm not going to uh, boost your ego and say, just yeah. going to buy a house. But I'm like, yeah. I'd be more inclined to listen to you and interact with you mm. and reach out for a quote or whatever it is. Right. Like put out my feelers. Yeah. Because of that authenticity. Right. Because of that. And it's, it's. I, wow, I'm, I'm a little taken back because I, I didn't, I didn't connect those dots. But when right. you tell me that story, I'm like, oh, it kind of does make sense because right. real estate, you always think about, you know, fortunately, unfortunately, the sleazy, yeah. fast talker, yeah. trying to move money, you know. Yeah. And I've had a, a poor of experience course, with real course. estate agents, yeah. so you know, in this kind of world, it is a real differentiator and it's a quite powerful differentiator. Absolutely. And I think just expressing your authenticity just goes a long way. People look at you as a real person. Yeah. You know, and once they look at you as a real person, yeah. then, then, and you're selling them a product or service yeah. as, as a businessman, yeah. then they, they look at that product or service as a real thing. Right. And right. then they know that they can trust you in a way. And I feel that I looked at that example and I, and I started defining everything else around it afterward. Yeah. And, and, and since, since that had happened, there have, there are several other stories where, you know, it kind of, things kind of happen in that yeah, way. Yeah. And then that's when it, that's when it hit me, you know what, like maybe, so I had the perspective of, I'm going to make music regardless of what happens. Yeah. Right. So that was there from the beginning. Yeah. And when it got to the point of like, wow, like through my music there, I was able to source a client for my business. Right. Then it, then it got to me that, wow, music is really just a marketing channel yeah. to bring people into my brand and yeah. my brand is my mission statement, right, right? right? I'm a real estate investment company that integrates culture, music and technology to inspire positive change to the community. So through, through music, you know, now they come into my, uh, you know, real estate business and then, and then, you know, through my community work, 
right? That I do, people people are people see that oh, this is this is a young guy, you know, doing community work, and they come into my uh, profile and they see I'm selling real estate or making music, and mm. and I feel that they're all kind of now at this point feeding off of each other. Mm. In the greater Seattle area, now that you know this this wasn't always the case. Now that I've been consistent with it now for you know almost uh, you know coming up on two years, right? Yeah. Um, it's like in I, I feel like I'm. It just hit me like, you know, there isn't anybody that I know of, at least, yeah. that's, uh, you know, like rapping and doing real estate. Right. So in the rap world, I'm like, I'm that real estate guy that's rapping. Yeah. In the real estate world, I'm that, you know, like, I'm, I'm like, it's just, it's just, you know what I mean? They're like, hey, yeah. there's no one else that's rapping. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. it's like, and I think creating that unique identity for yourself. is huge. It's huge. And I, and uh, it, it brings it brings people towards the message yeah, yeah, more. Yeah. yeah. It's like. Like it went from like in the beginning it was like man like what are people I know like gonna think about me for for being this way because yeah. one I wasn't always publicly rapping right yeah so it was like what what are people I know gonna think about me and then that situation made me think about what about the people I don't know yeah yeah what will they think about me maybe they'll like me right right you right. know what I mean and maybe I gotta focus on them maybe the people that I did know that would look at this as weird are yeah. not the people that I'm trying to bring into my brand. Right, and and it just created it solidified this like conscious perspective at that point. Yeah, and and yeah, no, and at this point, I'm just excited when to just I'm I'm just excited to be different in a way. Right. You know what right, I mean? Right, amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, and I want to go deeper on the music. And yeah, I apologize if I'm skipping over. Sure, stuff, sure, so, sure, sure, sure. Feel free to jump in, but yeah, you know, I got to know you through Instagram. Right, you know, someone a mutual friend of ours sharing your work, you working with them. Right, and then me being me, I, I love to reach out to creatives, yeah. especially in our in, from absolutely. our background. Absolutely, and we we got to know each other. Yeah, and I respect respect and, for that. One hundred percent. And and to to see your story. Mm-hmm. Even in the short time that I've been following you, mm-hmm. I mean, you've lived this life. You're you're turning 29, so you've right. been living this life for years. Right. But I've only seen your work for less than a year, mm-hmm. and to see the growth is insane. And I'm going to talk about two things. The first thing I want to talk about is your meeting and interaction with uh, Anik Khan uh, and uh, that sort of story. Mm-hmm. Right? You met Anik Khan and. You know, for people that don't know, check out Big Facts. Oh yeah, great song. There's there's great tracks he made. Yeah. But Big Facts, it felt like that home run signal that had such an eclectic story to it, such a powerful story around it, right. that really, it, it was almost like that exponential growth, the inflection point, I should say, mm-hmm. on a graph for him. For him, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And then when I, like me being a fan of his work, uh-huh. and then seeing you meet him, right. for me it was just like, oh, this is fucking amazing. Like right. this, this, is, this needed to happen kind of right. thing. So tell me about that experience. How did you get to it's meet funny, that person like, like that? Because he might not be in the real estate, but he's about that same sort of lifestyle right. of like self-education and, and expanding your disciplines and being open to like business opportunities as well as merging that with creativity and your right. artistic exploration. Yeah. So to, for two of you to meet, to be in the same room and not just like a, hey, how are you? But actually work and discuss things. Right. How did that all happen and what was that experience like? So um, how it happened was, again, because of real estate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and it sounds silly. It sounds crazy. But so... Having been doing real estate, you know, uh, for a while at the beginning of 2018, I had connected with his uh, manager, right. Ani. Yeah. You can follow my Instagram, Ani Hustle. Super dope dude, like you know, like a wealth of knowledge. Yeah. And, you know, he's helping the community in yeah. like, various different. And a ways. very humble individual. Very, very. Someone cool. else that I truly admire. And Absolutely. Like, it, 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 he's he's very similar in the things that you're doing as well. But what, I mean, what, he's he's next level. Like, yeah. he, like I look at him as like my unofficial mentor. Yeah. Way. You know, yeah. I, I just study his kind of moves and stories and, uh, you know, try to live my life. Yeah. According to He's another dude that, you know, embraces that authenticity. Yeah. And I think what had happened was, um, so at that point, right, like I had like, kind of similar to, you know, how we're talking, yeah. like how our relationship, you know, got initiated. Yeah. I had uh, reached out to Ani yeah. a while ago, like at the beginning of uh, 2018 yeah. or maybe the end of 2017, something like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just reached out to him, told him, hey, man, you're dope, you're, dope, you're doing great things, like, yeah. you know, respect, yada, yada, yada. And then he started following my moves and I was working on real estate and he was really inspired by the real estate that I was doing and and wow. uh, and he's also into real estate yeah and he's like buying houses flipping yeah. property he, yeah, he's yeah. 10 levels ahead yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and he, he has his uh, coffee uh, I don't want I don't know Kolkata Chai yeah he just, I don't want to call it a franchise I, but it's like yeah, his yeah, yeah. brand Kolkata right. Chai yeah, no, yeah. That, yeah so his brother Ian you know began that yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so anyway like just kind of going back right he we started following each other because of the business value that we provided and it right. was like he looked at me as like hey he's here's a guy that's appearing authentic because he's yeah. doing he's like, he's like doing Being real estate and, and rapping so it's like oh he's this guy from Seattle and he's, he's another you know brown dude yeah. so we kind of just resonated right away right. and I was like oh he's just like he's like this cool like you know businessman yeah. in, in New York and yeah. he's like he's another brown dude da 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 and so, just uh, that, that east coast personality yeah. of like I'm, a, I'm just put 
the grind and the work at his, the end. Yeah, his, his no name is Ani Hustles. Like, Ani Hustles. Dude's hustling. I don't even know what his last name is because that's how I know Sonny him. Hall, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just yeah, I know yeah. him as Ani Hustles though. Yeah. Right? No, straight up. So it's like I think we just kind of like had this mutual mutual respect yeah. for our respect and authenticity. Yeah. And that was that. So and then and then I happened to be in New York um, in uh, February of 2018. Yeah. And uh, there was a, an event that Ani does with his team called Idea Exchange. Right. And right. Uh, it's like kind of like a kind of an event where entrepreneurs you know come together yeah. and. Uh, and uh, you know, discuss and share ideas, yeah. which which is actually a type of event series we we have rec- replicated now in Seattle. That right. you know, I um, yeah uh, run with a group called Up and Up. But to answer your question, like that's when Ani and I really connected. Mm-hmm. And actually, at that event, mm-hmm. Anik was also there. Gotcha. Right? And and we had just gotten to you know interact and meet up, and and that was that. And then over the course of the you know the time until until uh, when when I'm when Anik came to Seattle, it was. I, I had become Ani's like primary point of contact in Seattle. Yeah. So when Anik came to Seattle to you know make some music with this artist, with this a producer named Sango. Yeah. Uh, Ani hit me up and he's like, "Yo, man, would you be uh, you know like like just willing to help him out?" Yada yada yeah, yada, yeah, yada yeah. and yeah. you know kind of interact. So that was kind of like how I got to interact and you know like just be in the studio with yeah. like, Anik and just kind of see his creative process yeah. and you know build a relationship. In that sense, yeah. but yeah, it's, it, just, it it all just goes back to authenticity, yeah, right? Because because if I was just a rapper and I'm like, yo, like Ani, like you know, like like I don't think Ani would feel comfortable being like, oh man, I'm gonna send him this guy because it's like exactly. Th- th- then there's like this un unspoken um, kind of uh, like you ask, yeah, like this man. undercurrent of like, oh, what does he actually want from exactly, me? exactly, and and that's why I asked the question is and because like the 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 similarity is like it's like for someone else if they got to meet you know. Uh, someone they admire, a big artist, or you know, a Gary V or whatever that kind yeah. of things in their space. Someone that they truly look up to. Um, like, how do these things actually happen? Right. And I wanted you to answer that question, as, and it serves as a reminder for people: is that it's the work ethic and it's the authenticity, like all that stuff. That foundation needs to be there, absolutely, for that interaction to happen, absolutely, for you guys to eventually to meet, to mm-hmm. have this organic conversation, mm-hmm. and then to actually get into the same room, and that leads to the meeting with Anik, and like that whole thing. Yeah. Um. It's it's amazing. Yeah. To hear. And, and it's like, and I think like, there are no accidents. No, there there really are no accidents, and it's like you know they they say like luck or success is opportunity meeting preparation. Yeah. Now I want to like talk about the story about like the Velay Pukal movie yeah. that you know I, I had the opportunity. Oh, you're, you're t- now you're looking at my notes here because uh, I was going to go to that. Really? Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. A perfect, so, perfect transition. Yeah. So I mean, that's an amazing story because you got to meet uh, an amazing entrepreneur and probably one of the most humblest entrepreneurs in the South Asian com- community, right. doing amazing things on the East Coast and well, soon to be global. Right. Um, and then through that, you got to meet Anik Khan, one of the up and coming artists in the hip hop world. Right. Again, another South Asian doing amazing things. Uh, you see his billboard in Times Square. It's crazy. Um, uh, it, yeah. I, you know, when I was in Times Square and I saw that, I just I had a smile ear to ear. Um, and now he's putting those brown people on the map. Seriously, yeah. and, and then uh, masala with the curry shrimp. Let me tell you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the next thing that happens, and not too far later, right? You get signed to uh, write a song mm. for a Seattle-based Tamil movie. When I say Seattle-based, it's it's a, the creator Hollywood movie. Yeah, it's it's a Tamil movie, right? But the creators are, you know, from Seattle, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they wrote and produced this thing mm-hmm. in Seattle, and mm-hmm. they reached out to Seattle creatives. Yeah, and you are one of the people that are featured in this Tamil cinema movie. Right, dude, being <laughs> being a twenty, excuse me, twenty seven, twenty eight year old at that time. Yeah, how 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 was that? So this is like. Like how did that happen? You mean? I don't even know how to pro- uh, raise the question. You're, like, you're like, what? Tell me, tell, tell me, me. Yeah, give yeah, me yeah. the origin story. Of I this. mean, it, it all comes down to again authenticity, bro. It's like, it's like, so basically, all of 2018, what I had done was I put up, you know, my raps on Instagram, and you know, just kind of put my Seattle's a small community, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's not like Toronto or New York or anything. It's, I mean, it's 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 a it's a big city, yeah. but it's still it's still it's tiny in a way, right? Right. And there aren't too many Tamil people there, first of all. Yeah. And there aren't Tamil people that are rapping. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, it got to a point where, um, so after I was just putting out a bunch of my, you know, rap content through uh, uh, Instagram, there, I, I had, uh, you know, gotten under the radar of some, you know, Tamil creatives and professionals in uh, the greater Seattle area. So that was just, and they had just reached out to me like, oh, you're doing good things, da 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 Yeah. And around the time the movie was kind of in this post-production mode, yeah. they were looking for somebody to do a, like, Tamil like like be on this song, yeah. someone who understand Tamil, someone who understood Tamil culture, right. but also knew how to rap. Right, and right. they were they were kind of on a lookout for a guy like that. Right, right, and right. I was you know, and having been putting out my content 
for you know all this Months. time. Like the, the, I was just in the radar of the person meets opportunity. opportunity. Really, I was preparing by putting myself out there. Yeah. And as I put myself out there, yeah. the opportunity struck, and they reached out to me like, "Hey, would you be yeah, interested yeah. in you know rapping for this movie?" Yeah. And the answer was obviously hell yes. Amazing. And and uh, yeah, no, it's funny because like I actually recorded the song at the uh, pretty much like uh, like sometime in like 2018 at yeah. the like you know middle of 2018. But then through like the you know production and everything, the movie came out sometime in like uh, April. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's like it's it's interesting how that played out because wow. it, had I not had I felt the fear that I originally felt and the yeah. insecurities that I felt, um, uh, and just decided not to put out anything. Yeah. Right. They wouldn't have been able to find me or recognize me as that person that could do that. Amazing. Amazing. Right? So I mean, to have a credit in a Tamil cinema movie mm -hmm. at that age is absolutely phenomenal. Mm -hmm. and, and again, it reinforces this theme throughout the story of meeting Ani Khan and Ani mm -hmm. Hustles. Like this idea of like putting in the work, mm -hmm. maintaining that authenticity, mm -hmm. and you know preparation, meeting opportunity. Mm -hmm. I want to go back to the content then. To be a creator, to be a creative, mm. and to continually put out content, mm -hmm. you encounter these moments of self-doubt. Absolutely. You know, whether you're a photographer, videographer, or a musician, you look at your work and there's moments where you look at it like, is this good enough? Are mm -hmm. people going to like this? Mm -hmm. And you might even have times like, man, this is not as good as I thought it would be, or it's not as good as the last one, blah, blah, blah. But through that, you know, you continue, you move forward. Right. What makes you do that and how do you do that? Yeah, um, one of my favorite quotes ever is, uh, you know, you care a lot less what other people think about you when you realize how seldom they do, right? Mm. You care a lot less what other people think about you when you realize how seldom they do. And it's this dichotomy of knowing that you're nothing, you know what I mean? Like, like you're nothing, but at the same time, you have the power to change the world, right? And, just, and I think just really just when you were able to lock in to that conscious perspective of like, 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 you know, you're really nothing. Like, you know, you ain't shit. But at the same time, you can change the world, right? It, it just hit me, like, on this visceral level. And and it wasn't, it was, it wasn't like a sudden epiphany that I had that, that you know, made me feel this way. It was over a course of time that I felt this way. Yeah. I remember when I think Gary Vaynerchuk talked about this, right? Yeah. When when the artist Prince, one of the greatest pop, you know, musicians of all time, when he passed away, yeah. You know, like, social media gave a fuck for maybe like two days. Yeah. People are posting R.I.P. Prince, da 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 da. da. And, and, and then, and then afterward, you know, move on to the next hot meme and, you know, talk about the NBA or just whatever. That's, that's, that's where the, the attention went. So it's like, this is the greatest, you know, pop icons of all time. And that's kind of, you know, the, the impact he had after he passed away. Then it's like, well, you know, I'm kind of like, you know, uh, free from, from just worrying about what other people think, because ultimately people care about themselves. You know, right. you'd be lucky if someone thinks about you for like 15 seconds. Yeah. yeah. You might, you might completely mess up yeah. and, you know, you might be on the mind of somebody and think of you as that person who messed up for a little bit, but then they'll move on to yeah. think about, you know, what's going on in their life, you know, yeah. like, you know, just cleaning up after their dog or, you know, having yeah. to cook dinner later on or this whatever. So it's like people live their own lives yeah. and, you know, you can either be like, no one cares about me yeah. or you can be like, oh, no one cares about me. Great. So I can, I'm, I'm liberated yeah. to be able to do what I want. And I think that is kind of like the source of where, um, self-doubt for me gets eliminated and anytime I do feel self-doubt that's yeah. what I tell myself because yeah. self-doubt isn't really self-doubt self-doubt is oh shit what would other people think about me yeah for, for the most part at least I think that's where it kind of it, it begins for a lot of people and when you're able to eliminate other people what other people think out of the equation mm -hmm. then you're just left with yourself yeah right and like then then at that point like you can either just you know choose to do the action that scares you or not and uh, I think we, we talked about this earlier. Another one of my favorite quotes is, you know, fear and, and uh, excitement are two sides of the same coin, mm. right? You know what I mean? And it's like, um, like when, when you're excited about something, you see a goal or like a target just so like in front of you that you just feel like I can't live without it. And you just start approaching that goal, right? right. right? And, and that's excitement, like towards approaching something, yeah. right? Or you have... You're, or you're in a situation where you know you're like a, you're new to this country, like when my dad was, right? Yeah. And and uh, and he's like, shit, I gotta learn how to speak the language. I gotta learn how to like, you know, f navigate in the city before Google Maps exists, yeah. and how to pay yeah. my taxes before doing this on Google. So there's this kind of like pressure and fear that mm -hmm. he felt, I'm sure, mm -hmm. to to be able to provide for his family. Mm -hmm. and, and he saw the vision of where he's trying to get, and he put that fear behind him and started pushing mm -hmm. himself. So it's like, and. And, and I feel like, you know, we all kind of live through these types of things, but when you're able to just mentally position it such that, like, like you're just looking at it from an excited standpoint, mm -hmm. especially mm -hmm. like, you know, 
that you know now I'm living in life where I don't have much to complain about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel that I have a lot of gratitude for what's going on in my life because. Like, well, it's because that perspective changed. Right. It's not because your life isn't difficult. It's not because no, you for don't sure. have obstacles. For it's sure. not because you have unique problems that other people may not have. It's because of the perspective. Right. 100%. And, and it just got to a point where it's like I started defining some pillars on how I see my life, right? And it's like, you know, as long as, as, long as I have, you know, some sort of way to be able to make money, yeah. as long as I have the people in my life yeah. uh, that, you know, love, love me, support me, you know, show me that, you know, loyalty, love, respect, what, whatever it is. And, um, you know, as, and as long as I'm, you know, expressing myself authentically, yeah. I feel that no matter what gets put on my life, like the foundation is strong enough for me to be able to handle it. Right? Yeah. 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 Um, wow. Yeah. That is amazing. You know, it's one of those things where, uh, to be honest, we talked a little bit about it before, but I, I wanted to hear you say it again and explain it with that, that amount yeah. of detail. That's yeah. fantastic. You know, once you have this perspective change, once mm -hmm. you kind of, you know, get these uh, roadblocks out of the way mm -hmm. for you to produce content mm -hmm. and remove the self-doubt and to mm -hmm. keep going, mm -hmm. the other important thing is the work ethic. And I talk about this a lot because, yeah. you know, people might read a copy of The Secret and think that, oh, my life is going to be good. And I, I say, listen, that might yeah. be 50% of it and important 50%. Yeah. The other 50%, you got to put in the damn work. Absolutely. Okay? So... I ask people this all the time. How do you continue to put in the work? Because I see you on Instagram. I, you know, we message each other often now, um, and you're always working on something. So whether it's real estate deals, whether it's networking uh, opportunities, whether it's the music, you're always working on something. So mm -hmm. how do you keep that work ethic going uh, without burning out, without feeling mentally stressed or any mm -hmm. of that kind of stuff? What mm -hmm. are sort of your techniques and tips I mean, around that? Like ultimately, like I don't, I don't even look at it. The, the thing is, like when I define my mission statement of this is how I want to live my life. That's what I wanted to live my life. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the way I see it is like, and maybe this is a wrong perspective to have, right? Like what I'm doing is what I love, right? right? And when I love, like I, I had, so like if you had asked me the same question, how do you keep that work ethic going when I'm working at a place like, you know, Microsoft or whatever, mm -hmm. right? Then it's like the answer would be different. Like, you know, I might get fired if I don't yeah. do my shit. Yeah. So there's that feeling. Yeah. And, and, and now it's just like, like I, I want to learn about, I want to learn more about real estate. I want to help other people with real estate. Yeah. I want to make money through real estate. These are things that I, I legitimately started enjoying. And, and with music, like I want to pursue myself further with yeah. it. And at this point, the universe, the world, whatever you want to call it, has given me enough uh, kind of checkpoints where it's like, oh, you, you've kind of reached this pivotal moment where this changed, yeah. right? And, and just kind of seeing the progress that I feel yeah. or seeing the progress that had happened, yeah. it just makes me feel like, well, there is validation for doing what I love. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's just, and, and as I just continue to do what I love, I just feel like, you know, I'm not, I'm not really working. You know what I mean? I get excited about the things I'm yeah. working on, yeah. right? So it's like when, when I set these, you know, goals for myself, it's, it's because I want to go accomplish them, not because... You have to. Right. Precisely. It's entirely your own. Right. And, and once, once that happens, right, like you just, it, it's a different perspective yeah. to have. And don't get me wrong. I have extremely unproductive days and weeks yeah. Yeah. or even month, like an entire month sometimes, you know yeah. what I mean? Depending on what situations are going on in my life. But, you know, when I'm able to define my mission statement of this is how I'm going to live my life, yeah. no matter what obstacle or, or, you know, struggle or whatever you face in your life, yeah. you're going to operate under that framework you set yeah. for yourself. And, and, yeah, for me, like, work ethic is just like, just, it's more like just life ethic. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, I love hearing that because, I mean, this is one of these things where, you know, I find myself lucky that I get to network with a bunch of other people. Yeah. And I also consider myself fortunate that people will come to me for advice. And it's one of these things I tell them is that, you know, they will ask you like, you know, how, how are you always up to something? How are you always doing something? Yeah. You're doing the podcasting, the YouTubing, and then you're doing photo shoots and like all this kind of stuff. And like yeah. last night doing a comedy for the yeah. first time, that kind of stuff. But like, how do you do that? But really, like you, like you simply said, it's... If you love it so much, if you enjoy the grind, if you enjoy, yeah. you know, overcoming these miles, uh, obstacles and making new milestones, mm -hmm. it never feels like a chore. Right. And there's, there's another, um, uh, like one of my mentors in Seattle, he'd always tell me this, don't grind, yeah. align. Mm. You know Why what I mean? That? Why is that? Like he's saying, like he's like... Because you're challenging my... Yeah. my, my no, no, no. So it's, it's, like, it's like, and, and it's not even like when you're... Like I mean, I mean, maybe from maybe from someone else who doesn't understand the perspective of what yeah. I'm saying, yeah. that aligning could look like grinding. Ah, you know what I mean. But really, I'm just like I said. My, it's my, almost like finding a synergy. I guess. Absolutely. My, my, like I said, Bozy is a company that integrates real estate investing with culture, music, and technology to inspire positive change in the community. Yeah. So as I'm doing the things, as I'm putting in the work, I am aligning to my aligning to my mission statement. 
I am aligning to my true purpose in life right. that I had defined. Right. Right. So as I'm continuing to align, it doesn't feel like I'm grinding. Grinding is just the word itself. is just grind. Like, you yeah, know, yeah, there's yeah. resistance. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's like, you know, like just, you have to like push past a barrier yeah, and sometimes yeah. that's necessary. Yeah. You do need to push past certain barriers yeah, that yeah. You know, are in front of you. Yeah. But when you look at it from the perspective of I'm aligning, yeah. right? Like when, when things that happen, like, you know what I mean? Like you had been, you were telling me you had been writing down all these like, you know, comedy ideas for the longest time. Yeah. And, and like, you know, for, like that wasn't work that, from, from a seemingly, um, you know, for someone that doesn't understand your perspective, they'd be like, yeah. oh, he's putting in that work, writing all these jokes down yeah. and, um, in your notes or whatever, yeah. right? But that was you just do, just doing what you love to do. Yeah, yeah. And then when the opportunity came, right, you were ready for it. You had a line for it. You know what yeah. I mean? So, and I think I, I look at life in that sense. It's like I'm just doing the things yeah. that are authentic to me. Yeah. And as I continue to do that, there are certain things like opportunities, like, you know, the Valet Pico movie. Yeah. Or yeah. meeting with, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like Ani Khan talking to you right now. Yeah. Like, you know, being able to perform at some of their show. Yeah. Um, yeah, for context, I just just to take it back, like, you know, you, you this is your first time visiting Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were able to perform in front of a live audience, mm-hmm. a predominantly Tamil audience, your music, you produced yeah. a few First tracks. time in my life. Performing first time in your, yeah, yeah. yeah, first time in your life. Also, you, because of this, and sort of because of this whole trip, you're performing tomorrow at an even bigger event, bigger right. venue, right. Uh, Talam. Um, it, I just want to give some people context yeah. when they're listening to this. Whenever they listen to this, it's this idea of being ready and aligning these things right. so that when the opportunity comes present. And the example that you brought with me is this idea of like for years and years, folks, I've always wanted to perform stand-up yeah. comedy. It was just yeah. a weird thing for me. I don't want to go too deep in the woods, but I've always had a notes app for years. Just writing out ideas and snippets for jokes and whatever it yeah. is. And last night, <clears throat> while it was your first time performing for a couple audience for music, it was my first time doing stand-up. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. Ever. And, 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 yeah. and we were talking about this on the way yeah. here. Yeah. What an experience. What an evening it was. Mm-hmm. And something that was truly one of a kind. That kind of thing. Yeah. But really reinforced sort of, I guess you can say is the theme for this episode. Yeah. The theme for you and I meeting. Yeah. Preparation, meeting, opportunity. Absolutely. Right? To create this unique, memorable moments and experiences that also, I would also consider them catalysts for uh-huh. the future. Mm-hmm. It's like these minute inflection points. It's like after this meeting, after this conversation, mm-hmm. I hope that people listen to the show and mm-hmm. they feel a sort of catalyst. Right. But there's no doubting that you and I are going to separate, go separate ways mm-hmm. and like feel that much more motivated to go and do our thing. Absolutely. And before ultimately meeting up again and all this yeah. kind of stuff. And it's this cool thing to witness and to be a part of where yeah. if you are... If you have this work ethic and you you continue that and you fight your, I guess you can say aligning instead of grinding, Mm -hmm. that you will ultimately see other people Mm -hmm. and attract other people Mm -hmm. that are kind of in that similar path, whether you define it the same way or not, Absolutely. and be able to uh, resonate with each other and almost like, you know, when two wavelengths get aligned, it kind of propagates the wavelength. I mean, I'm getting super nerdy for people, but it makes that wavelength that much higher. That's what it is where you guys, you put these two people in the room, start talking and suddenly you leave even stronger than before. A hundred percent. Right. A hundred percent. And and I think it's like, it just comes from this mentality of like, like I'm, I'm, I'm a deeply spiritual person. I don't want to get too deep into it, but it's like, it just comes from this like abundance mentality that everybody could win. And, right. and you know when you just really just truly think about that it's like you being successful and you doing your thing yeah. is not going to uh, or sorry like other people doing their thing other people being successful is not going to limit you from yeah. reaching that success 100%. yourself and, and, and when you really just tap into that mentality and you can just appreciate others and yeah. and, uh, and you know like just put them on and, and, yeah. and you know like give them a platform like you're doing with me right now yeah. right I just, it just I think opportunity is open and you yeah. just like when you just look at it from that light it's just it, like so far, like as you like you've you've seen my journey over the past like you know year, and it's been beautiful. Don't get me wrong; there have been lots of difficult moments that have happened. You mm-hmm. know, like just personal, and mm-hmm. you know, like just it's life. That's how it mm-hmm. goes. But when you're really able to lock into who you are mm-hmm. as a person and just define yourself, mm-hmm. like you know, consciously define what your subconscious identity is going to be, mm-hmm. right? Then, then you start. It's almost like you're creating these guardrails in yeah. your journey, right? Yeah. And and, and as you just you're progressing down the path and you kind of steer off course, yeah. you got the guardrails to catch you off. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Put right. you back on track. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had this interesting uh, exchange about ego, and we talked right. about ego and this idea of like you. And I'll sort of paraphrase it for the audience, and then you know throw it to you for the question. Mm-hmm. But basically, this idea of like you want to cultivate ego and use that energy. To be able to amp yourself up right. and give you the confidence mm-hmm. and, and the, the self-courage to approach things and to do things and to continue to do things in the face of adversity. Mm-hmm. But also, you want to be able to maintain that 
and be able to control that and put it somewhere else so that you remain humble and express humility through your interactions with other people. Right. This idea of being able to control and cultivate your ego is something we talked about. Mm-hmm. How, how do you sort of get out of your own way and maintain this humility? And I got to say at this age, because, you know, at the end of the day, I, I'm not going to beat around the bush. There's a lot of people in their 20s and even into their 30s that seem to have no control over their ego. And the success often does get to them. Mm-hmm. And that clouds their judgment and might cloud how they interact with other people. Mm-hmm. However, with you, despite, you know, uh, the financial success you had, the relationship success you had, the experience success you had, and the things and the milestones that you've done, mm-hmm. you've been able to carry yourself in one of the most humblest ways that I could see, both as an outsider, seeing mm-hmm. it on social media, and also in person through our personal interactions, mm-hmm. and me seeing you actually interact with other people and other mm-hmm. strangers and all that kind of stuff. So listen, I'm sorry if I boosted your ego a little bit just there, complimenting no, 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 you, no. but how do you maintain that humility, and why is it important to you? Man, that's a... I appreciate you saying that, and and it's to me it was it's all it's always been like a weird kind of thing to be like praised on being you know humble, but ultimately it goes back to what I said right. It's like like I know that I you know I know that I'm just a human being, just like everybody else. I I go through a set of emotions like I go through you know I've I've gone through dark phases in my life. I you know I I know that because of, because of what I've gone through, like I know I I never know what other people are going through. Yeah. Right, and it's like. And and if I can just be there as a, uh, you know, like, like just a beacon of inspiration for somebody in any in any possible light, I'm more than grateful for it. Yeah. And I think, and I think gratitude is probably the word uh, that I want to use a right. lot here. I think I have a lot of, and like just having gone through, you know, kind of like dark moments in my life, and you know, like just you know pulling myself out of depression and things yeah. like that due to various moments. It was always thinking about like what I'm grateful for that really, um, right, you know, right. that really made me pull myself out of that. And, and, you know, anytime someone is showing me love, they don't have to show me love. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And, I, and I'm deeply conscious of that. Yeah. I'm like, they don't have to go out of their way to show me love. Like, you know, if you, if you ate at a restaurant you really liked, mm-hmm. you're not gonna, for the most part, you're not going to go on Yelp and be like, oh, that was great. For the most yeah. part, it's only the negative, you know what I mean? Yeah. Unless you really, really care about it. Yeah. For the most part, it's like, it's when you have a really bad experience that you just, you know, You're more inclined, more inclined to do things. Yeah. So when, you know, people show me love or, or, you know, and I receive that, I'm just so grateful for it. And you know what I mean? At the same time, I'm not, and I'm not entitled to that. I'm not entitled to them coming up to me or saying whatever. Yeah. So, so honestly, man, it's, it's really just, I'm just, I'm just so blessed and yeah. I feel so like, I'm so, I feel so humbled, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, by, by, by that, that I just feel like, you know, I just, I just want to maintain this perspective and it's right. like, it's easier. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's like with not having that, 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 I mean, obviously everyone's got an ego, yeah. but just not being entitled to it, mm-hmm. it makes it easier in, in the event that I do do something right. and I don't show, yeah, I don't get the love and admiration and, and, you know, respect that I am, you know, creating in my ego yeah. and that doesn't happen. It's like, okay, well I, I did my part. I'm going to move on to the next thing. Right, 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 right. You know, I'm, I'm not sure if that answers your question, but no, it does. Yeah, I, I think more than any, it gives perspective. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. I I, I want to and again stress that you know this is for creators and this is this is all about that controlled chaos and how do you you know navigate your life as mm-hmm. a creator? Um, if you had to give people maybe two or three bits of advice mm-hmm. in terms of their creative work, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you're doing something. Maybe you have a nine to five mm-hmm. and you're just getting started with your side hustle, your creative side hustle, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. What are like two or three quick pieces of advice you'd give someone mm. that's on this journey? Maybe they slid into your DM and they're like, hey, uh, I'm doing this thing. Yeah. really appreciate your work. Uh, what, any advice that you have? What would you tell them? I would, like one, one thing that I'm also working on and, and it's a forever thing I'm working on is patience, right? And I think it's, it's, it's this dichotomy of patience, but at the same time, be urgent with what you want to do. Like know that, know that you know, your time on this planet and, and you know is, is limited and yeah. as it is for everybody yeah. and but just you know just and, and continue to pump out you know content if you're a content creator or you know or uh, you know music if you're a musician or at, at whatever pace it is you know like like one of my one of my good friends Robbie from up and up in Seattle he always it's, it's a Nipsey Hustle quote mm-hmm. I, I think but he always says it I'm not sure if it's his quote at this yeah. point or Nipsey Hustle quote but he always says uh, you know set the pace don't react to the race mm. right and I think that's really important for people to do is to just just know where you're trying to go. Set a realistic timeline of what you're trying to achieve and when you're trying to achieve that by. Right, right. And and just push it along that way. And and another thing is just like don't look at what other people are doing as as the metric for your success. Create your own metrics. 
create your own milestones create you know what success looks like for you right. like if you're you know what I mean for me it's like when I first started you know rapping it's like my metric of success was uh, I'm gonna put out you know like you know two uh, two two Instagram rap videos in the next three weeks. Right. I did that. I'm successful. Yeah. You know what I mean. And then I set the next the next metric. Yeah. yeah and yeah. the next metric and onward. Yeah. And I think, yeah, just 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 patience, um, patience. At the same time, be urgent, uh, and and you know create your own metric for success and 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 remain grateful. Remain grateful mm-hmm. for any any piece of. Uh, um, you know, love and support you get, right? Mm-hmm. Like another thing that Gary Vaynerchuk, I keep mentioning Gary Vaynerchuk, yeah, but yeah, yeah. one thing he always says is, um, it's never about width, it's never about the number of people yeah. that are, you know, fucking with you. Yeah. It's about, it's about the depth. Right. You know what I mean? Like I'd rather have like, you know, like just, you know, like 10 people, yeah. like just deeply connected to what I'm doing and like they feel that their life changed and they're inspired by it mm-hmm. Than, mm-hmm. than like a million people that are just watching me and I'm just like a 10 second thought in their head. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Amazing, amazing. I want to also uh, I want to also talk about this idea of adversity and critic sorry not, not adversity criticism whether it's constructive criticism or just outright criticism mm-hmm. um, you know add, that's great advice and like people might take that advice and they should take that advice and mm-hmm. you've probably given yourself that advice and Absolutely. you make content still there yeah. to this day you're going to encounter criticism right uh, whether it's like meant in a positive way or meant you know in a completely negative way like a troll might give it to you mm-hmm. how do you handle criticism. Um, again, it, it has to do with, uh, ego, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and like, like ultimately, like, you know, you you kind of haven't, I feel like everybody intuitively has an idea on, on what they're good at or what it is, what, uh, it is that they're not good at. Right. And I think just, it's for me, may, maybe like, you know, this isn't a good answer, but for me, it's just a gauge of energy. Mm-hmm. It comes like for me, like, you know, I, I tend to look at the person who's giving me the criticism. Mm-hmm. Right. If it's like, if it's somebody that I, you know, who's not like a, say I'm making music and someone's giving me, you know, criticism on hip hop and they're like, they don't know anything about hip hop or, mm-hmm. you know, they're not like, you know, a creator or even a consumer of it or, mm-hmm. or, you know, and, and, and their energy is coming from the wrong place. Mm-hmm. on giving me the criticism. You know, I tend to take that in a different way than somebody that's, you know, giving me the criticism that like that wants me to succeed. Right. Right. right and I think right. it really just comes down to the intention right. of you being conscious of the intention of the person giving you the criticism right. that allows you to, you know, take it or, or, or not take it right. or completely ignore it. Right. Right. right you know, right. and I think and, I, and that's something that I'm continuing to work on. Yeah. And, and again, it goes back to the thing about, you know, people care a lot less about you when you realize how seldom they do. Yeah. Right. Even the critic that you know, might hate on your yeah. shit or whatever is, is going to move on in their life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So it's like, so ultimately all it is, is just feedback. And when mm-hmm. you're able to just take your ego away from the feedback, right. Then mm-hmm. you can just, you know, increment on it and move your life. Amazing. Amazing. And I'm so glad you said that because it's something that I often speak to a lot of people and I tell them that everything is, is feedback, right? Right. The same way when you walk down the street mm-hmm. and you have your five senses, if you're so lucky, or maybe it's four senses, whatever you have, everything that you're receiving, you're getting all this feedback, your mm-hmm. brain is internalizing it and you're mm-hmm. reacting to that. And the reaction and how your brain perceives these things mm-hmm. will ultimately create these neural pathways in your head right. that form behavior. Right. right. So, for example, you're walking down the street. You might trip on a little bit of a sidewalk. You've right. just gotten a reaction. And you're yeah. like, oh, let me just walk a little bit more properly. A little Absolutely. bit more, you know, you know, bring your toes up a little yeah, bit, whatever yeah, it may yeah, be. Yeah. So how you react to feedback. Someone comes and says, hey, your content is shit. What you do at that moment mm. and what you do every single time you get that mm. will ultimately form these neural pathways in your head mm. that ultimately will make your behavior. So if someone comes and say, your music is trash and mm. you get wound up about it mm-hmm. and you're like, oh my God, he said it's trash and you go into this hate mode and then you go into a self-doubt thing, blah, blah, blah. Every single time you do that, it's creating this learned behavior Absolutely. that ultimately will shape how you carry yourself. Yeah. But whereas if you look at it differently, like, wait a minute. Okay, let me just deconstruct my ego from. Let me take the ego out of this. Right. Someone says my content is shit. Is there any value in here? Okay, probably not. Mm. If a thousand people say your content is shit, the as an aggregate, you might be like, okay, you know what? Maybe the content I'm producing right now, one of two things, is yeah. objectively just bad, right. or maybe I'm targeting the wrong people. Right. But then you could take it as an aggregate, and you could still find positive, uh, a positive uh, takeaway from that. Right. Right. And I love that you said it, and it's something that we actually didn't speak about, so it it makes me smile. The camera doesn't see it, but I'm smiling ear to ear. That's exactly what it is. When you get criticism, when you Uh get feedback, take your ego out of it, strip it down, and try to create a new learned behavior, one that's positive, that will actually put you in the right direction, so that 
as it happens over and over again, believe me, it's going to happen. Yeah. If you're in the creative field, you're going to get constructive criticism. Yeah. You're going to get terrible criticism, but you're going to get criticism. And what a superpower it is yeah. when you can take that and use it as a positive. Absolutely. Have you read um, Victor Frankl's uh, Man's Search for Meaning? No, no, I haven't. It's a fantastic book. And the whole thesis of that book is you can't control what happens to you. You can only control how you react. Well, that's actually... Oh, well, I mean, he's essentially... Uh, I don't know if he, if he got the inspiration from, but in the Bhagavad Gita, mm-hmm. they talk about... And this is like, you know, an epic. This is like the yeah, older yeah, than yeah, the Bible yeah. here we're talking yeah. about. But essentially it says, you can't control the fruit of your actions. You can only control your actions. Right. Right? You can only control what you do. Right. You can't control how the world is going to react to what right. you do. Right. Not, you know, if I put something out in the world, mm-hmm. I can't control how you're going to react to right. it. I can only control what I do. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So what a superpower it is when you have complete control of how you're going to react to things and yeah. how you're going to handle it. It really is a superpower, man. It, it really, is. You know what I mean? I tell people all the time, yeah. like, it's one of these things that you can literally... Dip- in a world like this, in the yeah. Western world, in a metropolitan city, Seattle, Toronto, New York, yeah. LA, whatever it is, right. for you to be completely and utterly aware of yourself mm. and to be to, to void yourself of any negative negativity from other people, mm. what a superpower that is. Absolutely. That no one can affect how you feel and how you act. Mm. You have complete control over that domain. Absolutely. Absolutely. Amazing. And, and as human beings, right, it's like you're, you are going to be affected by it. You know what I mean? For me, it's like... like, like you know, I, I'm really good at handling criticism. I feel like, but if I get that criticism from someone I love, and and, and it's coming from you know, um, a, like not a place of you know, not a place of love or respect, and they're just you know, like they're saying it yeah. to just hurt me, yeah. which happens, you know, in relationships. Yeah. You know, like as a human being, like there's like I, I feel the negative negativity out of yeah. that. But even in that moment, I do my best to yeah. take my ego away from it. And yeah. I understand where that person is coming it, from. It's it's a weird. It's a weird thing with intention as well. I find myself in and like, you know, we live in a world where there's, there's like this, this mansplaining, you know, women hate this mansplaining thing and I get it. I understand why. I totally, totally understand why. Yes. At the same time, if I was talking to a young woman that is a a creative Mm. or someone that's out there doing a side hustle, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, I would still give them the same apply. You're going to, you might be in a field where it's dominated by men. Mm. They're going to give you their fucking opinion. Right. Whatever it may be, I would still say, listen to it. And you get to decide, again, remove your ego, decide, does it go in the trash bin of mansplaining? Right. Or is there, uh, you know, validity? is there validity in this? Yeah. Is there authenticity in this? Because yeah. each individual is different. Right. I truly believe that each individual is unique to them. They have their own experiences. 100%. And if you ultimately go in, and I use the example of mansplaining, it can be the other way around, right. whatever it may be. Yeah. But if you go into this, like, I'm not going to listen to you because you're X, Y, Z. Right. I'm not going to listen to you because you're a man in this field. Yeah. Or as a man, I'm not going to listen to you because you're a woman in sales. And, you know, what do women know about sales? Like, these are the things that you need to just again remove your ego totally remove your ego entirely treat each individual each opportunity as a learning experience and once you get it once you receive it then decide where does it go and and that's along the lines of another you know fundamental you know pillar that I believe in which is you can learn something from everybody yeah you know like you can learn something from everybody everybody's got some unique experience that you didn't go through in life and and when you really do tap into that right and that that allows you to just put yourself in the perspective of oh like there I don't know everything yeah Right. I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, you can learn something from everyone. You mm-hmm. can learn something from a three-year-old. And I bring this up because two weeks ago I was in New York. Uh, my wife, I, I, we, we went out there, my wife and my son, my three-year-old son, were walking down the street and my, ha- my son, I'm holding my son's hand. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we walked by a homeless person and, you know, he's asking for change and I put my hand up. I don't even make eye contact. And I just said, sorry, because I, I, I wasn't carrying cash. I just, sorry, I don't have any yeah. change on me. My son walking by is looking at this person and he's he reaches his arm out and he's waving to them to say hi to be excited to say i see you hi wow he that's beautiful he didn't see that this was a homeless person he didn't see that this person may or may not be going through mental issues or you know you know had the markings of a a drug addiction he didn't see any of that he simply saw a person and wanted to say hi wow and in that moment i felt an immense amount of pride but i also found myself questioning myself in that I didn't even take the time to look up to say I don't have cash I'm sorry or any of that kind of stuff you know so when you say you can learn something from anyone God it can be a man woman uh, whatever maybe non-conforming it can be a child you can truly learn something from anyone if you open your eyes absolutely right everyone's just a living walking breathing book 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, truly. That, that's one thing my uncle says. He's like one of the smartest individuals I know and he's got like the wealth of just wisdom and, yeah. and you know, yeah. his like just, you know, just the way he talks and, and he just says, I don't read any books, I just read people. That's a, and it's a powerful thing and it's something that, I, maybe not in those exact words, right. but something I believed in yeah. as well because I'm, I'm here, gudgeon, balling, living my own life, doing my own thing, I've lived this thing and I have my own set of like wisdom and lessons and all that kind of stuff. Uh, imagine I met Vozi, who lived an entirely different life on a different part of the world, uh, went through different struggles, and now we're having a conversation and we're sharing experiences. I've now just taken things from your life mm. that I have that might have transferability in the things that I'm about to, uh, to engage with. Right. You know what I mean? So. Right. It's, it's the same thing of why you want to read books. It's a quote, I believe it was Benjamin Franklin, but uh -huh. listen, hey, don't eviscerate me if I'm wrong <laughs> on this. If you, read, uh, if, you, if you don't read books, you live one life. If you read books, it's as if you lived a thousand lives, Absolutely. right? You've just been, op your mind has been open and engaged. And he, you know, he was one of those people mm -hmm. that would get money for food or lunch or whatever kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And he would like skimp on that and buy books. He would literally just buy books, buy books, buy books, and you know, became the person that he is. So. Yeah, this idea of being open and learning, yeah. it, it is so powerful, right? On that note, we talked about books before during our personal conversations. Yeah, yeah. What are the top three books that you would recommend to people? If Whether they're creative, whether they're a business person, but what are just your top three personal books okay. that you would encourage people to read? Man, that's, that's a tough question. I love so many books. Um, in this moment today. In this moment, okay, well, there, there is this fantastic book that I think is it, a great business book. But I think it applies to life really well. It's called Go Giver. Mm -hmm. um, I'm forgetting the name of the author, but it, it's essentially a short story. Mm -hmm. And you know the whole concept of uh, you know just people being go getters, and you just just go and just get yeah. get what you need, and yeah. you know, just in this world or whatever, right? And it kind of challenges that perspective to be the person that gives yeah. instead, and and gives without expectation. Yeah. And 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 the whole theory of the book is really just when you learn to be a good person that just gives without expectation, yeah. this world or the universe or whatever you want to call it will just you know bring forth towards you what you are you know what you are right. what it is that you need right. and and the book does a really good job you know kind of summarizing that in this like story format um, right. of this person trying to start up you know coffee business essentially right, right. um uh another book um thinking grow rich you know it's another classic that i feel mm -hmm. you know it just kind of sets the perspective. Rich, yeah. yeah there's a great book called um you know the power of the subconscious mind i'm mm -hmm. forgetting the name of the author mm -hmm. uh, that essentially talks about you know like you consciously have the ability to define who what kind of person you want to be, mm -hmm. and and when you're able to do that, like you can actually like like I said the guardrails example I said you can set those guardrails for your life, yeah, and and you know define the parameters like if you want to be a good person you know think about what that means to be a good person like right, what would right. what would you know you gadget as a good person look like yeah, yeah. and what would you gadget as a father look like yeah. what would you gadget as a you know videographer content creator look yeah, like yeah, yeah. And, and when you can really just set that you know set those definitions yeah you know you can live life accordingly to that and it's like you get to go on autopilot it's, so to speak. Uh, it's always cool to hear uh, similar themes mm. said in different ways yeah um, because my version of that yeah. is essentially if you took a step, step back from your life yeah. and you were writing the book of your life right mm. what would the what how would the book end mm. and then work backwards on it what would the chapters look like yes like literally what would they write out like absolutely so you know for example I, uh, you know, I walk home one day and I'm about to work on this project. I'm tired, blah, blah, blah. If I take myself out of that moment, what would I write? Would I write that the hero of this book sits down on the couch and instead watches Netflix? Or would I say, no, he actually took a shower, washed up, got mentally prepared, made himself a nice tea and then got to work and he started grinding for three hours straight. You know, right. what would it say in chapter two when my right. son, you know, I finally have some free time with him. Yeah. Are we just, am I putting him down in front of the iPad or I'm saying, no, let's go do something new together today. Yeah. You know, it's this idea of like the subconscious mind, I guess you could say, yeah. but writing out mm. and envisioning what does your life actually look like for absolutely. you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And another, man, like on, I can just talk about books, but like, like there's um, an other great book that I would recommend for all men, especially, and also women that right. would like to understand, you know. Men in a way, it's called the way of the superior man. Yeah, uh, I think the author's name is David Dieta or something. Yeah, um, and essentially this book talks about you know like kind of all the themes we're talking about: gratitude, mm -hmm. lack of entitlement, mm -hmm. um, being being a giver, um, and uh, and you know just like just energy energy exchange, right. you know things of these nature, and, and how a man should you know be uh, how a man should operate. And it's, it's written specifically for men yeah. specifically. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, like maybe some of the, you know, concepts and themes in the book are, uh, just off, but I, I found a lot of wisdom Amazing. out of that book. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, shoot, there's fantastic. There's, yeah, fantastic. No, that, that's amazing, and I, yeah. and I and I really truly believe that there is so much to be gained uh, through books and through right. knowledge. Even if you do want to do it as an audio book, for right. folks, I'm not judging you. Right. I'm just saying, explore these things. There's so much yeah. to be had. Um, I'll, I kind of wrap it up on this. I got two things I need to talk about. The the one is, where do you see yourself? in the next two to three decades? Mm. What is sort of your life like? What are you doing? What are some of the new challenges that you are going after? In two to three decades, I think, um, so I have defined my mission statement and I'm grateful for it, right? I think what where I want to see my life progress uh, towards a more scaled up version of mm-hmm. what I'm currently doing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, as far as the real estate business is concerned, I want to be, um, you know, more successful in that business, you know, own more property, collect more passive income, allow essentially that VC fun to, yeah. you know, to, to push my uh, you know music and community agenda even further yeah. uh, so that's on the on the business aspect of things yeah. on the music aspect of things like like I said without any entitlement yeah. I just want to keep pushing myself and, and keep you know pursuing that and then just and then and just work on my craft and master it further and further and further yeah. and, and being receptive to the opportunities that come my way yeah. so one, one thing that I want to do is uh, the, a short term music goal is uh, you know I wanna, I'm going to put out an album you yeah. know shortly within the next you know month and a half or so yeah. um, and uh, like upon upon you know putting that album out my kind of way of thinking is okay now I have this catalog of work that I can leverage as my catalog yeah. and now that I've been in this Hollywood movie yeah. I want to go back to that industry and say hey look I'm, there's a foolproof concept of me rapping for a film yeah. I have a catalog of work and I have all these supporters now yeah. that are looking to looking at me as somebody that makes music give yeah. me another opportunity right. so and, and, and then and then and then just pursue down that path Amazing. And, and the opportunities that come from that will just whatever happens out of that and uh, you know the community aspect of it currently in Seattle there is a um, an event series that uh, I have began with uh, my friends at uh, the up and up group yeah. and essentially what we're doing is uh, we're bringing entrepreneurs and creatives of uh, color primarily mm-hmm. and uh, you know we're bringing them into a room and just having them be vulnerable about what their obstacles in business are mm-hmm. uh, that's one thing we're doing there's another organization called Technology Access Foundation mm-hmm. that is um, uh, that caters to uh uh, children of color um, that are coming from lower socioeconomic situations mm-hmm. and uh, it provides them with STEM education science, science technology engineering math mm-hmm. and essentially you know bridges the gap between them and high paying jobs so now through up and up we're really kind of just bridging the gap between so we've created a world is yours that's what the event series is called for entrepreneurs uh, to yeah. be vulnerable yeah. we've created a world is yours event series with TAF and uh, in September what we're going to do is uh so we've already done this. We've already coordinated with the Seattle Police Department, right? And uh, and in, in the United States, you know, police accountability is a huge issue. Yeah. And you know, it's typically the students of children of color that yeah. are that are you know most scared of the police, right? In, in a sense, because of you know what they go through with yeah. their uh, situations. Um, and essentially, we've gotten the Seattle Police Department to accept the children doing a hackathon yeah. uh, on, on their behalf to solve problems with police accountability and create technical solutions and. Um, there's going to be 30 students that uh, do the hackathon and amongst 30 students um, like five of them will get paid internships yeah. in the Seattle Police Department yeah. and uh, you know and I'm hoping that'll be like the start of these children's careers moving forward so I'm, I, I say that because I want to be able to help the community in a further way like in 20 years from now like in, in a music sense, like I would like to, you know, just push it to as far as I can take it. And I would like to leverage the music to be helped to help the community as much as possible on an international scale. Right. Uh, and you leverage my, uh, you know, corporate and, you know, business experience and the influence I have with music yeah. to draw in attention to help the community. Right. At, at whatever right. capacity. Right. That means. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I want to end it off on this. Mm. You have an album. Mm. At the time when this publishes, your album is either just released or maybe about to about be released. released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you, you, I've gotten an early preview with it. I'm going to save my uh, feelings and things to the end. But I want to tell me about this album. What is it about? Yeah. Why did you make it? Mm. And, you know, who is it for? Um, I'll answer who it's from. It's for myself, first and foremost, just because, you know, it is, it is just, you know, just so far an accumulation of experiences right. and feelings and you know memories and projections into the future that I feel about myself and it's a documentation uh, it's a spiritual documentation for myself on what I've gone through in life so far and what I expect out of my life yeah um, 
And uh, so I am planning on calling it Overachiever yeah. because, you know, I think it kind of uh, encapsulates a lot of what we discussed today, you know, being someone in the real estate industry, wanting to pursue music, wanting to help the community yeah. um, from the general society's perspective. That's considered, you know, like even, you know, a lot of people like want to stay in one lane yeah. because I want to be an overachiever. Yeah. If, if that's your definition of being an overachiever, because this is how I want to define my life. And, uh, you know, ultimately, like my hope out of this is, you know, through me expressing my authenticity and my stories and you know my memories and feelings and my projections there are others that'll also feel the desire to be an overachiever and yeah. and uh, you know push themselves you know beyond uh, what they consider their limit yeah. to be yeah and uh, and yeah you know like like just just and, and ultimately you know just hopefully you know and hopefully I'll get people that do feel that way and you know reach out to me and tell me hey I, I feel inspired because yeah. of XYZ Amazing. And yeah, man. I'm Amazing. I, hey, listen, I consider myself extremely fortunate to have an early preview. It's not mastered yet, but I got I got the most of it. And, you know, I love hearing hip hop rap that has this sort of embedded undercurrent story that just, you know, it, it's a narrative throughout the entire experience. Mm-hmm. You know, we have this act one introduction to yourself and your story mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. We have this second act with, you know, it's almost like your interactions with the opposite sex, mm-hmm. what the experience is like, and it then takes a little bit of a twist, goes down this other pathway, and then you ultimately kind of finding yourself in your second act, sorry, in your third act, and really some other deeper troubles and conflicts and how you kind of resolve and come to terms with that. And like, it just it just pairs so nicely, and it just feels like this fulfilling audio experience beginning to end. Uh, the production is amazing. Your brother who produ- uh, produced Killed almost it, yeah. all of it, um, I listen to it. I'm just, I'm just happy. I'm happy. Like I'm just. I'm overwhelmed that this story was told. Mm. I'm overwhelmed with the quality of it, mm. the care and attention and the detail that goes into it. Mm. And I'm I'm excited that other people are going to be able to enjoy this. Thank so you, brother. Thank I'm you. looking forward to it. Uh, once again, Vozi, please, if you're not following following him already, V O Z H I on Instagram. Check him out. Hit the follow button. Truly an inspiration, and especially if you're someone that's looking to put out more work and, and to be uh, someone of multiple disciplines mm. and to really express yourself in multiple ways. Mm. This you're an individual that people can look up to, but yeah. also connect with, and truly one of the most humblest people that I've had, I've had the pleasure of getting to know. And and and, and, and mutual feelings, brother. And like you know, for my followers that are you know just tapping in, uh, just listening um, to uh, Gaijin's podcast. Uh, but man, I, I would encourage you guys to follow him as well. It's G A J A N B A L A N, correct? You got it. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and and no, and like pretty much mutual feelings. It's, it's, he, this this man is a true giver and a culture cultivator, and and I, I know that whatever goal he sets out to, he's going to achieve. Like I've seen how he is with the people um, that he's interacted with. I see how he is with the son. I see how he is just with the community overall. And you know, I'm I'm truly humbled and truly blessed and just so grateful. Uh, to be, you know, sharing this conversation you. with you. Thank you. I, I did not pay him to say that. I didn't even know you were going to say that. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, man. Appreciate you coming to the studio. We're thank definitely. You. This is just the beginning of all the stuff that we have. Absolutely. Um, let's wrap it up. We'll see you soon. Thank you.